It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill said the Panthers wire hitting you guys back up here on unfortunately not a victory Monday as the Panthers fall to the Atlanta Falcons in week two by a final score of 31 to 24. Let's jump right into it. Uh, you know, some good, some bad, certainly, with uh, the Panthers, but uh, I think definitely a lot more bad. We'll start right away with the uh, the deficiency in the red zone. That really, to me, I think was the kind of major factor in the Panthers losing this one. You know, the Falcons, we know, struggled big time in the red zone in week one against the Eagles. They were just one, in, one of five. Uh, inside the 20, the Panthers sure made them look like they figured out the red zone problems real quick because the Falcons actually ended up four for four in the red zone in this game. Uh, two touchdown passes by Matt Ryan, one to Calvin Ridley and one to Austin Hooper. Those were in the first half. And in the second half, uh, a pair of rushing touchdowns for Matt Ryan. And, you know, it's obviously very difficult for a team to win a game when they give up uh, 28 points in four red zone trips on defense. So, you know, credit the Falcons. They did a real nice job spreading the ball a lot in this game. You know, it wasn't, you know, Julio Jones got his and they certainly went to him a couple times, but they really spread the ball out a little bit. And I think that's what really helped do the Panthers in in this one. You know, I'm sure I'm sure they were expecting Julio to get a lot of attention, but as it turned out, uh, Julio had five grabs, Austin Hooper had five grabs, Calvin Ridley and Tevin Coleman each with four grabs. So it was a real, um, you know, the love was really spread out, and uh, that that definitely did a lot of damage uh, to this Panthers Panthers defense. You know, but the, the offense I thought looked pretty solid, especially with an offensive line that was shuffled up again. We talked on Friday about the possibility of Chris Clark getting shifted over the left tackle since they basically felt he was more of a a natural at left tackle, and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Chris Clark got the start at left tackle. Uh, then it was Greg Van Roten at left guard, Ryan Khalil at center. Tyler Larson actually got the start at right guard instead of Amini Silatolo. And Taylor Moten got the start at right tackle. So Moten flipping back to right tackle. Um, you know, it, it, it was interest. It's interesting to see that Larson got the start, but you can make the argument that Larson is 
a little bit better, especially on the right side, because Silatolu has always kind of gotten a little more experience at left guard. So I I can understand the the going with Tyler Larson at right, at right guard. And I, I, I thought they didn't do too bad. Uh, you know, the, the Falcons defense did get to Cam Newton a couple of times, uh, sacking him twice, actually. Whereas the Panthers, the Panthers defense did not get to Matt Ryan at all. That's another factor uh, that led to the Falcons winning this one. There was really not a lot of pressure on Matt Ryan. He had a lot of time to do a lot of what he needed to do, whereas Cam Newton was a little bit swamped, um, but, you know, not terribly. But again, you know, two sacks to none is certainly a, uh, a big difference. Uh, turnovers re- really weren't a factor in this one, both, at least if you look at the numbers, one-to-one. But I tell you what, that interception that Cam Newton threw, well, it, let me backtrack. It will go down as an interception, but the ball was off the hands of C.J. Anderson. That'll go down a bit as uh, a key moment. You know, with the Falcon or the, the Panthers driving about four minutes left in the game, trying to get back in the game, and the ball kind of goes right through C.J. Anderson's hands and into the hands of the Falcons' defense. That was a bit of a killer. You know, they, they were able to score on their next possession to D.J. Moore. And they had a shot at the end, but unfortunately ended up falling uh, a little bit short. You know, it was real close, too, that DJ Moore nearly came away with that pass on the final play of the game. Even the comment, the one commentator on Fox, uh, Greg Jennings, even asked, did he come away with it? And Dan Haley was like, no, he did not. Uh, but it was close. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, mistakes like that. And uh, but again, just just the way the, the Falcons offense operated, you know, they certainly looked a lot better than they did in week one. You know, so it's not really uh, the defense's fault. Uh, the, the Falcons just played a heck of a game. Again, when you when you go four for four in the red zone, usually you're, you're going to win or at least that gives you a very good chance of winning. And at this case, uh, it did it did win the game for the Falcons. Um but for the Panthers' offense, uh, they they started off somewhat sluggish. Um, you know, you look at the final numbers. You see, Cam Newton went 32 of 45 for 335 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Again, that interception was a pretty big one given the time and situation of the game. But Newton only had about 112 yards passing after three quarters. It was really the fourth quarter when things started to pick up. And obviously they're going to throw a lot more because you're playing catch up. Most of the time they're down about two touchdowns. So they're trying to score as quick as possible because uh, the passing offense wasn't working early on. Run defense really wasn't there either. They only, they only rushed for about 110 yards. Uh, Cam Newton was actually the leading rusher at 42 yards on five carries. Christian McCaffrey, 37 yards, eight carries. And C.J. Anderson, 31 yards on three carries. Uh, Even D.J. Moore and Alex Arma got a rushing attempt each. So a little bit more in favor of McCaffrey in terms of rushing attempts than last week. Last week it was 10-7 to 
in favor of McCaffrey. This week it's eight to three in favor of McCaffrey. But of course, it was the passing game where McCaffrey did his damage as he ties a franchise record with 14 receptions for 102 yards, uh, actually leading the way uh, among Pant- among all receivers, actually, because the leading Falcons receiver in terms of yards, uh, it was actually a tie. Julio Jones had 64 yards on five catches. Calvin really had 64 yards on four catches, including a touchdown. Again, Austin Hooper also caught one. Uh, for the Panthers, uh, Devin Funches had seven catches, 77 yards, and then a touchdown each for Jairus Wright, DJ Moore, and Torrey Smith. In fact, that touchdown grab was the only grab for DJ Moore, but it was a 51-yard catch and run for the touchdown. It was nice to see the rookies get a little bit involved, too. Um, DJ Moore with his first career touchdown catch, and Dante Jackson with his first career interception. Uh, Matt Ryan was hit a bit as he threw, so the ball kind of hung up there a little bit, but it was pretty much perfect pickings, almost like a punt return for uh, Dante Jackson. But, you know, good to see the, the the rookies get involved. Even Sean Galden had to get involved a little bit because Denoris Searcy ended up leaving the game with a concussion. He was put in the concussion protocol again. I think it was already the second time now that he's there. Uh, and he did not return. And luckily, he was the only player because we nearly had two. And the other, of course, was Cam Newton because Cam Newton took a vicious shot from DeMonte KZ uh, early in the game, uh, Cam Newton rush, rushing for the first down, slides, and KZ almost like a bullet, like a missile, right at Newton. Rightfully, they threw the flag, called a personal foul, and ejected KZ from the game. You know, because you, you never want to see hits like that, and certainly uh, it's the helmet rule, the lowering of the helmet, so I, I think the refs made the right call. To, uh, to throw him out of the game. And uh, because it was a personal foul that caused the injury, Cam Newton was able to come back into the game. And you could tell he was fired up. He was ready to go. He's dancing on the field and uh, leads, the, leads the Panthers down for a touchdown. So good, good to see him, you know, because he, he got cleared real quick uh, as the team announced. But luckily... You know, he was out of there quick. He, he was good to go, and, and he looked fine the rest of the way. And, again, the final numbers are pretty solid for him, 335. But, you know, the, the defense, when you give up uh, as, as many rushing yards, yards as they did, you know, Tevin Coleman, 16 carries for over 100 yards. Uh, even Edel Smith got involved a, a little bit. So, you know, when – when the Falcons are able to, or when your opponent is able to run the way the Falcons did today, it's tough to win football games. Uh, so the combination of the red zone defense and the rush defense all kind of led to the Falcons. You know, the score may not show up, but the Falcons were easily the better team today, uh, and you know that that's why they're one and one. But you know, again, certainly some positives to come away with. Uh, I thought the offensive line. Play, played pretty solid, even with the shuffling that they end up doing. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey uh, doing his thing in the passing game, really starting to make him more the focal point of the offense, which you know the you know they really wanted to do. You know, especially consider you know top ten pick aside, North Turner you could tell wanted to come in and really make use 
of Christian McCaffrey, and he's doing a good job of that already because he already has 20 catches now through two weeks. So certainly some positives, but obviously a lot to work on as we head toward week three now against the Cincinnati Bengals. And we'll kind of touch a little bit on that uh, in a moment. But first, I want to thank one of our great sponsors at mybookie.ag. You know, ever since I started doing this podcast, people ask me for betting advice. That's why I give you guys the uh, the picks on Fridays. Uh, hopefully you didn't take all of them because they weren't all the greatest, but some hit. So hopefully you took those couple and made yourself a little bit of money. But the thing is, who you bet on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I'm always telling people to go to my bookie because they are your best bet this season as far as where to bet. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is very easy to use. So lay down some cash and win big today. Listen, I would only recommend a service to you guys that's been good to me. So that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie because when you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code Locked On when making your account to activate your offer. So again, visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E, and use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim your bonus. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So if we look ahead now, uh, kind of first preview of next week when the Bang- when the Panthers are home against the Cincinnati Bengals, who are off to a 2-0 start, we saw how good the offense can be. You know, they especially early on, they jumped out real quick. A.J. Green, three touchdown passes, or three touchdown receptions against the Ravens. So we've seen the Bengals can be a little bit of an explosive offense, but, you know, they had to rally to beat the Colts in week one. They had to hold off the Ravens after they kind of let their foot off the the pedal a little bit. But uh, nonetheless, the Bengals are 2-0. But they are kind of catching a little bit of a break in the sense that they're not going to see Joe Mixon. Remember, he had uh, a little bit of knee surgery the other day, kind of a little bit of arthroscopic knee surgery. So he's going to be out a couple weeks. So you're not going to see Joe Mixon next week, but that does mean you are going to see more of Giovanni Bernard. And, look, I'm, I'm still a fan of Bernard. I, I've always thought he's been a solid back. He's, you know, with Mixon in, he's a nice compliment to Mixon. He's also a guy that he can hand – can handle 15 carries and you know catch some passes out of the backfield so he's still a guy that uh, the Panthers got to watch out for obviously you have AJ Green um, they mix they like to utilize all their tight ends uh, of course it starts with Tyler Eifert but they've gotten Tyler Croft in the mix they've gotten CJ Uzama involved and then even opposite AJ Green you've got uh, John Ross has emerged a little bit. Tyler Boyd has played well. So there's a lot of talent 
on this Bengals offense. And then the defense, we know the front seven is going to get after you. Uh, Michael Johnson, Carlos Dunlap, Geno Atkins, they're going to get after people. Uh, Nick Vigil in in the uh, linebacking group, Jordan Evans. Remember, still no Vontez Burfick because this will be the last game of his suspension. Uh, but this is still a, a solid front four. And then you look at the backfield. Uh, Darquez Denard has been outstanding so far this season. Uh, ex- excellent first two games. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick, William Jackson, also a corner. And then uh, Sean Williams and Jesse Bates in the back in the, at the safeties. Look, Je- Jesse Bates has been a real good start so far on uh, on defense. You know, and then Bates was someone that was kind of talked about a little bit as a potential. You know, the, the Panthers seemed like they had a little bit of interest in him in the pre-draft process. Uh, obviously, they're they have to be happy with who they have so who they ended up getting with. Uh, Jackson and Galden, but Bates has played very well so far for the Bengals through two games. So this is going to be an interesting battle, I think, because um, it, it's it's another tough defense. And we, we talked about how you know with the offensive line shuffling and how you know with the, with this pass rush and they again they allowed two sacks today against the Falcons. So the Bengals are a team that's going to get after you. You know, Terrell Austin will dial it up if he has to. So Bengals or the Panthers' offense has to be ready. So you might see a little bit more with Christian McCaffrey again, kind of out of the backfield like like he's been doing. So you know, expect another uh, solid game in terms of uh, a healthy number of targets in the passing game, a healthy number of receptions. You know, maybe not as much as in the the running game. But he, he's still going to be involved. I think he, he has to be involved. You know, he, he might have to be the, uh, the star of the show again if the, the Panthers are going to win this one. And, you know, we'll, we'll obviously dissect it a little more as the week goes on. But that's just kind of an early thought. And then uh, the, the Panthers' defense, again, you got to just got to watch for all that talent. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. I'll be curious to see how they handle A.J. Green and, you know, how they try to cover – all the other receivers, you know, are they going to double A.J. Green or roll coverage? Knowing that there's, again, other guys that could be, it's going to be interesting. I, I I could see a scenario, too, where you have, like, say, Dante Jackson up against John Ross because it's speed on speed. You know, we saw, look at the one play earlier from Dante Jackson where he where he whiffed battle and tackle. He basically was made to look silly on the one run play. But he turned right around, turned on the Jets, and caught the runner from behind. Uh, so Jackson, Jackson's a guy that can match up very well, I think, with John Ross. Which would leave, of course, James Bradbury likely to cover A.J. Green. So again, really, really going to be interesting how they, uh, how they go about defending this, uh, this Bengals offense. And, you know, hopefully... We'll get another crossover this week. We'll talk to James, a great guy over at Locked On Bengals, to uh, to discuss this matchup a little bit more. But early on, like like I said, this is going to be this is one of the uh, kind of the underrated games, I think, looking at the uh, the week three schedule. But certainly one of the intriguing ones, nonetheless. So we'll take another short moment here, mention one of our sponsors, then we'll come back. 
uh, whip around the rest of the NFL a little bit, uh, talk about what happened, at least in the early games, with the uh, NFC South and the rest of the NFL. But before we do that, I want to thank our other great sponsor here on Locked On Panthers, and that's Vivid Seats. I mean, hey, listen, guys, everybody wants to go out. Uh, It's such a great experience to go see your favorite NFL team in person or go to a call or go to a concert and see your favorite band live at vivid seats. They're, they're your place to get great offers on tickets because vivid seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look at seats in the section and row of your choice because vivid seats with them, you can attend the concert, the show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. So listen up, because Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. That's right, you locked on listeners. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app and use the promo code Locked On to get $20 off your orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. So download the app, enter the promo code Locked On, and get $20 off your orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So we'll wrap things up here today by whipping around the rest of the NFL, look at some of the, the rest of the early scores. Uh, we'll start in the NFC South as we've got a little bit of surprise now. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a surprise 2-0 after wins over the Saints and the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. The Buccaneers won Sunday uh, 27-21. Uh, now, of course, the Eagles weren't necessarily at full strength. You know, again, Nick Foles still out there quarterback, and he didn't. He faltered a little bit. Uh, Jay Ajayi was banged up a little bit during the game. Of course, no Alshon Jeffrey. Jason Peters got banged up. A lot, lot of injuries for the Eagles. They're, they're certainly not at 100%, but still, a win over the defending champs. The Buccaneers have to be happy about that. So they're 2-0 sitting atop the division as everybody else now is 1-1 as the Saints also got to 1-1 with the Falcons beating the Browns 21-18. And what a wild game this was. Uh, And and you have to feel for Zane Gonzalez. I mean, you talk about a nightmare of a game. Zane Gonzalez had it for the Browns as he missed two extra points and two field goals including one at the end of the game that would have tied the game at 21. Uh, you know, Late in the game, Tyra Taylor had that 47-yard bomb to Antonio Callaway, tied the game at 18, but then Gonzalez missed the extra point. Saints drove the field, kicked a field goal, and then Gonzalez missed the field goal again. 
So Saints win it by one point. So the Saints now at one and one, Browns at o one and one. And next week is actually the Saints against the Falcons. So big early, another big early NFC South battle there. Buccaneers next week, of course, are home on Monday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, if we wrap around the rest of the NFL real quick, at least, the, again, the early games, since I am recording this on Sunday night, so we're actually in the middle of the Sunday night game, but the other games are in the books. Colts get their first win of the season as Frank Wright gets his first win as head coach. They beat the Redskins 21-9 to as both teams are now 1-1. One Titans, 20 to 17 win over the Texans. Uh, a play you got to see too in that game if you, if you didn't see it yet. The fake punt in which Kevin Byard, the safety, throws to rookie safety Dane Crookshank for a 66 yard touchdown. A, a crazy play, an exciting play. Helps lead the Titans to their first victory. And also a, another. Uh, First win for a first-year head coach in Mike Vrabel. So congratulations to him as well. So they're 1-1. One one. Texans fall to 0-2. The Chiefs, my goodness, how impressive of a start has it been for Patrick Mahomes? I mean, it, this is this is historic, actually. We've never seen anything like this. Patrick Mahomes becomes the first quarterback in NFL history to throw 10 touchdown passes in the first two games of a season as he throws for six today against the Steelers, including two to Travis Kelsey. Chiefs go to 2-0, beat the Steelers 42-37. Steelers are now 0-1-1. Dolphins, another surprise 2-0 team. They beat the Jets 20-12. Sam Darnold kind of came back to earth a little bit after after his Monday night opening performance against the Lions. Chargers beat the Bills 31-20 as uh, the Chargers' offense exploded, even though, again, it is the Bills. But the Bills, at least at least Josh Allen threw a touchdown pass, so his his first career touchdown. Uh, but it was just, at one point, this game was 28-6. to So just too big of a hole. Chargers win it 31-20. So they're 1-1. One one. Bills are 0-2. We have another tie. For the first time since 1971, we've had... A tie in week one and a tie in week two. As this time it's the Vikings and the Packers playing to a 29-29 tie. What a touchdown pass though from Kirk Cousins to Adam Thielen to set the Vikings up for the uh, game time two point conversion, which they did connect. Uh, and funny moment, Stephon Diggs scored a touchdown, tried to do the Lambo leap, and the fans just pushed him out of the way, like, uh-uh, get out of here. Uh, just rejected him. Uh, so both those teams now are 1-0-1 oh, atop the NFC North. Niners get their first win of the season. Remember last year, they didn't get their first win until about week 11 after they started 0-9. Oh, but now they're 1-1. One one. They beat the Lions 30-27 as Matt Patricia is now 0-2 oh, in his first year with the Lions. Rams destroy the Cardinals. I mean, this game really wasn't even... This game kind of got out of hand early. Uh, Rams win it 34 to nothing, which I believe is the first shutout of the season. Because I don't, I don't remember, I don't believe there was a shutout last week, but uh, 34 nothing, and this was without Greg Zerline. So the, the Rams pretty much had to go for two uh, after every 
touchdown, and they pretty much got them all. Uh, three touchdowns for Todd Gurley, so if you had him in your fantasy league, congratulations, because uh, he also got a couple of two-point conversions for you as well. So uh, certainly living up to that number one fantasy pick. Jaguars with a statement win in the AFC as they beat the Patriots 31-20 to as their defense played outstanding. Uh, and Blake Bortles had a hell of a game himself. So big win for the Jaguars. They're 2-0. Patriots 1-1. And the Broncos rally from 12 points back to beat the Raiders 20-19 as there's another surprise 2-0 team. Raiders in the second stint with John Gruden start 0-2. And that's your wrap around the early Sunday games in the NFL. Uh, so I'm recording this during the Sunday night game between the Giants and the Cowboys. And, of course, Monday night is Seahawks-Bears. I'll give you a quick prediction for the Monday night game. I like Chicago here. I think Khalil Mack is going to do wonders against that Seahawks offense. I think Russell Wilson is going to kind of be running for his life tomorrow night or tonight when you guys actually listen to this. Uh, But I do like the Bears to win on Monday night. So that'll wrap up week two. Uh, We'll be back to bring Pro Football Focus into it. We'll talk their snap counts and their grades from the Atlanta game. And, of course, as the week goes on, we'll start prepping more for the Cincinnati Bengals. So until next time, Bill Rossetti. Follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast listening pleasure. And remember, of course, to check out the expanded college section of Locked On of the Locked On Podcast Network, as well as the brand new fantasy football show here on the Locked On Network. Thanks for listening so much, guys. Really do appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of the games, and we'll see you next time right here on Locked On Panthers. Take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.